1: Pod Diva. Pod Diva. Hello, divas.
3: This is Pod Diva. If you're an LGBTQIA woman or non binary person, this is your fortnightly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. Pod Diva is off skating with Lady Christmas in Lapland this week, but we didn't want to leave your electronic hearth empty of sweet stocking fillers during this festive season. So here's a throwback to one of your favourite episodes Gentleman Jack. That's right. It's all about the smash hit TV show starring this month's cover star, Saran Jones, featuring Lister Sisters from around the globe, the creators of that heart pumping title track and the theme song itself. So pull on your big ho ho snow boots and get stomping around this yuletide with Pod Diva. And when you finish listening to this podcast, take a look at our extensive Pod Diva archive with over a 100 original interviews to explore. Then go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine to hear more about all things LGBTQIA+.
0: Pod Diva. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Pod Diva. My name's Roxy and I am the editor of Diva magazine. And I'm Nick and I'm the staff writer here at Diva. Now if you read Diva or if you follow us on social media then you will already know that Team Diva is obsessed with Gentleman Jack. And our brand new April issue is a real Gentleman Jack bonanza with the amazing Saran Jones and Sophie Rundle on the cover.
4: And Roxy, you got to interview
0: Saran and
5: Sophie for this issue. What were they like?
0: Oh my goodness, Nick, they were so, so lovely. They were so lovely. So I got to interview them in person, which was really fun. So I was at the BFI South Bank and it was before they had a screening event and it was just me and them for like 45 minutes having a good old gossip and a chin wag. And they were both really funny and really lovely. And the other thing that was great was they both really obviously really care, as we do, about Gentleman Jack and also about the real, the real extraordinary women that they portray. So about the real Anne Lister and the real Anne Walker. So my key key takeaways from saran jones and Sophie rundle are oh my god they're gorgeous and so funny so lovely and also like they know what an important show this is for our community they know what extraordinary women these were and i think that they're you know they're loving telling their story but you know if you want to get all the gossip then you better get yourself a copy of the april issue and read the full interview with them there because they said some really really great stuff (laughs) Nick I'm so excited about today's pod diva can you tell us a bit more about what's in store
4: so listeners here's what you're about to hear we've asked members of our community to send us their voice notes talking about all things gentleman jack from what the show means to them to their favorite iconic gentleman jack moments
0: we've also got some gorgeous music from the incredible Ohuli and Tido who sing that quite frankly stonking Gentleman Jack theme tune. I don't know about you Nick but whenever I hear it I cannot help but join in. such a good song. It's so, so good. I just love it. Amazing. And I hope they keep it in season two. Yes. Oh, well, they do. They do. Because I've seen the first episode. We'll speak about that after this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should say that as well. The first episode, absolutely phenomenal. Like, still on fire, still... Oh, still so good. Still so good. Anyway, I don't want to give too much away, but it's, it's just as exciting. It's worth the wait. We've all been waiting for it, and it was well worth the wait.
4: Amazing. And without further
6: ado, here's the episode.
7: Part Diva. Hi, I'm Pat Esgate, an American from Nyack, New York, just outside of New York City. And to tell you what Gentleman Jack in general, and Anne Lister in particular, means to me could fill the 17 volumes of Anne's diaries... You see, I was so taken with both the show and the real person that I had to make a point of traveling to Halifax in the summer of 2019. Twice. The first was meant to be just a quick trip, but once I stepped inside of Shibden Hall, I was done for. I could feel Anne's strength in every brick and every stone, so much so that I talked my wife into coming back with me a month later for the Ann Lister Festival, which featured an evening with Helena Whitbread and Jill Liddington at the Halifax Minster. I didn't think I could top the feeling I had at Shibden, but being in the Minster, where Anne was baptized and buried, listening to the two women who introduced Anne's diaries and life to all of us, and to do this surrounded by 400 women from my lesbian community, the energy that night just blew me out of the water. I left the minster that night on a mission to get as many women as I could back in the minster so that they might feel the same strength, the same optimism, and yes, the same healing that I had felt. Because that was what inspired me the most about Ann Lister. Her bedrock belief that she had been created exactly as she was meant to be and that she had the right to live her life exactly how she wanted to. How many of us have suffered from society's seemingly never-ending desire to tell us that we are not okay? How many of us have spent years working to get to a place where we felt whole and loved? We are all Ann Lister, and we can take strength from how she navigated her life and her world and know that we have the right to be exactly who we are. In fact, I was so inspired that I decided that the only way to inspire others was to create a reason for them to come to Halifax and gather as a community where we could affirm Ann Lister and Ann Walker and affirm ourselves. That event is Ann Lister birthday week and it is, in fact, happening April 2-9 through in Halifax with well over 500 women heading to what I now considered lords for lesbians. I am dead certain that season two will continue to inspire me and others, and I hope that every single one of us continues to remember this one oh-so-important lesson. We have every right to be here. We have every right to happiness. And we have every right to celebrate it.
5: Behind her back, she Gentleman Jack. Oaks, she's lady of renown Ever so fine, won't we'll toe the line, speaker name, Gentleman
8: Frown Hello, my name is Neve. I'm 19 years old and I identify as lesbian I first watched Gentleman Jack when I was 17, when it first aired on the BBC It has changed my life for the better in so many ways It was my mobility teacher who I have due to being registered blind, who told me about it. She said she thought it would really help me if I watched it. See, at the time, I wasn't very confident with my sexuality, and I kind of hid myself away. Despite coming out at 13 and having support from the family and friends I told, I struggled so much with mentioning my sexuality at all in social situations, or correcting people when they assumed I had a boyfriend or that I was straight. Unless someone else brought up the LGBTQ plus community or came out to me first, I would never say anything about it. I remember the first moment I saw Rang Lister on screen. I saw this empowering, inspiring, strong, proud character in front of me. It only took me 12 hours to get through the whole series. And once it had ended, I sat there and thought, why am I, with so much more freedom, choosing to hide away my sexuality and who I am? When Anglister, Lister, who lived in the 1800s, had no choice but to hide who she was. Yet she still managed to live the life she wanted as much as possible. And from that moment on, I took on the motto, what would Anglister Lister do? And I try to think of that in every single situation now. It has made me a lot more confident and resilient than I ever was before watching the series. One other major thing the show brought me was love. At the time the show first aired, I had a best friend of six years. I introduced the show to her and we watched it together. Seeing the love between Ann Lister and Ann Walker made us realise what we felt for each other was more than friendship, but actually love. Just like Anne and Ann, we have had our ups and downs, but I am happy to say we are still together now. I truly believe we wouldn't have been able to admit our feelings for each other if not for the show. We were both so nervous. But the quote from the show we thought of when telling each other was one Anglister says to Aunt Anne. sometimes, if you want to be happy, you have to risk getting hurt. This is another motto I choose to live by now, one that gives me the strength to lead my life the way I want to and not worry about what others think. Finally, there is one more quote from the series that immediately comes to mind when I think of Anglister that I now choose to live by, I rise above it. Like can, people are constantly staring at me as I walk down the street. This can be because I am holding my partner's hand or wearing my pride lanyard but it's also because I am registered blind and I have to walk down the street with a white cane. When people see these things in combination, you can guarantee they take a good long stare at me and sometimes I even get a dirty look before they walk away. If this situation happened a few years ago, I would have been really upset by it Um, it probably would have spoilt my day. But if it happens now, I hear unlisted words ring in my ears, and I am immediately inspired to put my head high and keep on walking, because like Anne, I choose to rise above it. I have now watched the series countless times. It is a show I watch whenever I have had a bad day or need to feel motivated. I'm so grateful for Gentleman Jack, for everything it has done for me. And to Savannah Jones and Sophie Rundle for portraying the roles of Anne and Anne so perfectly. them well.
6: Hello there. My name is Sarah Wingrove,
9: and Gentleman Jack has had a really wonderful effect on my life over the last few years. I first learnt about Anne Lister through Anne Choma's. Companion book for the series, which is called The Real Gentleman Jack. Reading that, I loved it, and I went on and read Helen Whitbread's two books, her editions of The Diaries, The Secret Diaries of Miss Ann Lister, and then No Priest But Love. I just finished my master's degree in film studies, where my final project I had been doing research on lesbian relationships in film, particularly British film. I was made aware of and sort of poked a little bit to apply for this studentship PhD on Anlister and the burgeoning fan base that was developing around Gentleman Jack. Thankfully, I got it, which is brilliant. (laughs) And so the last six months of my life, I have been researching Anlister, going up to Shibden Hall and Halifax, going around the hall, going to the archives, looking at Anlister's documents, not the diaries though, you're not allowed to touch those. And meeting so many fantastic people, other people, other lesbians, bisexuals, other queer people and straight people as well who just really adore Anne Lister, find her really interesting. Despite her flaws, she was was human. The thing that I'm so excited about with season two is we've got this wonderful fan base. We can start meeting up again and we can really celebrate her and really celebrate the history and the other people that existed in her world, the history that's being uncovered right now it's so exciting I was very lucky I got to see the premiere last week for Gentleman Jack season two and the great thing about it was you just heard so many so many stories and testimonies from people who this has had such a incredible effect on their lives particularly personally I mean for me it's it's changed my career it's it's had a wonderful effect for me but so many people have come out so many people have realize things about their sexuality and their gender and I just think it's magic it's yeah it's great
5: Jack Jack under attack husbands are coming running for nobody likes a jack
6: my name is Belinda O'Hooley I'm a singer-songwriter I'm Heidi Tito I'm also a singer-songwriter with Belinda and a mummy to Flynn.
5: we wrote the song uh, gentleman jack in 2011. we were inspired by a friend telling us all about Anne lister never heard of her even though um shibden hall is literally down the road from us
6: she, make...
5: she said and her nickname was gentleman jack and me and heidi just looked at each other Usually when we do that, that's a sign that it's going to be a good song. Gentleman Jack, oh Jack Watch your back, you're under attack The husbands are coming, you better start
6: running For nobody likes jack So many women have been in touch to say how much the show and the piece of music has inspired them that they put the song on in their headphones and they walk like Anne Lister and it makes them feel more confident so we love performing it even more now.
5: Sally Wainwright, who has written the screenplay for Gentleman Jack, heard the song, came to one of our gigs, approached Heidi in the interval and said, uh, can, I, can I use your song in my next drama on BBC? And it was one of those pinch me moments where you, you never imagine anything like that's ever going to happen to you. And of course we said yes, and there, here we are. I
6: think it was originally going to be called Shipton because she didn't know that Anne Lister was referred to as Gentleman Jack. It was when she met us and heard the story behind the song that she discovered the nickname and absolutely loved it and just thought that would be the perfect name for the show. And the way it just gives her just this extra attitude. We were like, please, as punch. Sometimes if I'm feeling a bit unconfident, you know, a bit unsure of myself, I think, what would Anne Lister do? And I do actually, in my mind... <laughs> sometimes imagine the spirit of van lister is with us kind of do walk a bit taller it has changed our life in so many fabulous ways the fans being you know around wonderful people such as sally wainwright and saran jones all the brilliant team i know it sounds a bit cheesy but it's been a dream come true
5: people had always said to us oh your music would really suit sally wainwright what they didn't say was that meeting and Sally would start a real friendship and that we would have something that goes much higher up than just the work, that we actually all really like each other and get on and have, have a friendship. And I think that that's the biggest thing that's come from this is, is that we met a really great friend and we've got so much in common. You know, hundreds of years later, there is this incredible effect that she's still having on women and on empowering women to take a risk, to do something just a little bit outside of the norm. Because of her great courage and her kind of defiance, really. It is inspiring. gentlemen
10: oh gentlemen Jack, you back, you're under attack. Under coming, you better start running, for nobody likes it,
11: Jack.
0: Get a head start on summer with
10: Peloton at OnePeloton.com. My name is Janet Lee, and I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico in the United States. It only took 5 minutes and 32 seconds for me to fall in love with Gentleman Jack. That's how long it takes before Ann Lister makes her unforgettable entrance, driving that fast-moving stagecoach down a dusty, cobbled street in 19th century Halifax. It's an unmistakable signal that Ann Lister is no ordinary woman, and as it turns out, we're all in for quite a ride as we learn more about her and fall under her influence. Until Gentleman Jack, I was like the many others who'd never heard of Ann Lister, and I knew absolutely nothing about her or Northern England. I also had no idea my life was about to be upended and permanently changed. I became obsessed with finding out as much as I could about the real Ann Lister, I also was desperate to know if anyone else was having the same intense and confounding reaction as I was to this addictive television show about two women in love. I'd never seen anything remotely like it. That's how I discovered the large global online community of Lister Sisters. But I was still having a hard time understanding why we were so dramatically and inexplicably impacted by a lesbian-focused television show. That led me to conduct research to find out how Gentleman Jack was affecting other women. Next came my first pilgrimage to Halifax, the new lesbian Mecca, to walk in Ann Lister's footsteps. It was clear that something big was happening to women around the world as a result of Gentleman Jack, and I wanted, and even needed, to know more. So during the COVID pandemic, I spent almost two years interviewing dozens of women in 16 countries to see how and why Gentleman Jack was making such a difference in our lives. I found the answers I was looking for, and I did something I always wanted to do and never thought I could. I wrote a book. It's called The Gentleman Jack Effect, and it tells the amazing stories of women who've been inspired by Anne Lister and Ann Walker, women who've been changed just as I have been, writing their stories of courage, new confidence, self-acceptance, Pride, transformation, adventure, discovery, and love has been an enlightening and truly fulfilling experience. The bottom line is that I am just one of many who've been reminded and encouraged to live authentically and always embrace who we are. Thanks to Gentleman Jack, I am connected to a broad international lesbian community, and I now have wonderful new friends from around the world. I have a renewed sense of purpose and responsibility to continue to push for equality for women, and especially those of us in the LGBT community. And I am incredibly grateful for the example that Anne Lister set 200 years ago, to break rules and live out loud. I'm
13: Jill Liddington, a feminist historian, and I've been enthralled by Anne Lister and her diaries for 30 years. Back in 1990, I was living in Halifax, so Shibden Hall lay nearby. i just finished a votes women project. So I now swerved my attention to compelling Anne Lister. After all, she was sitting on my very doorstep. Other researchers had worked on the early Anne Lister. I decided to focus on Anne in her later life in the 1830s, after she'd inherited Shibden Hall and that she now wielded real power. I began transcribing the pages. In 1832 Anne decided she needed a life partner so she renewed her acquaintance with neighbouring heiress Anne Walker and they solemnised their union together in 1834 taking the sacrament in a York church. So the 1990s passed. It was enthralling and in 1998 female fortune was published to warm reviews. Soon I met up with scriptwriter Sally Wainwright. She too was inspired by Anne and we worked together but the time was not yet ripe for her TV drama. We both went off and had to do other things. But Sally had not forgotten Anne. And then in 2019, Gentleman Jack, wow, nothing, absolutely nothing prepared me for this, its global impact. There was huge enthusiasm, especially in the LGBT community in the States. So sadly, soon female fortune became hard to find. Then with Gentleman Jack series 2 coming up, I was delighted when Manchester University Press agreed to publish a new edition with an afterword on the recent discovery of Anne Walker's own diary. And you can order your copy from Manchester University Press' website or from your nearest bookshop.
2: My name is Esther Newton. I'm 81 years old. I live in the United States. I'm absolutely crazy about the show, Gentleman Jack. I would say that my favorite scene from season one was when Mrs. Priestley comes in and interrupts them making out on the couch, more than making out, and then the best part of it is when Ann Walker starts to laugh and says, shall we go upstairs? That really shows the power of the femme imagination to make things happen, and I really, really loved it. Yes, I have made friends through the show. Pat Esgate has become my friend. What inspires me about Ann Lister the most is her butch character that is so intellectual and physically powerful. The show is really the best representation I've ever seen of a Butch character, and therefore Ann Lister is my favorite character, but I really love Ann Walker also.
4: Hi, I'm Liv Woodward um, and I'm Meg Maguire, and we're currently Head of Factual at Yorkshire Television for the University of York and we're the co-creators of Fit for Another World, the legacy of Anne Lister documentary which is all about Anne Lister's impact on specifically York, now there's a new college named after it It's an amazing piece, it's got Miss Jones in it who I may or may not have a massive crush on My favourite scene is the Holy Trinity scene. When we were making the documentary, we got the chance to actually go to the Holy Trinity. So surreal. Like, it's like, oh gosh, this place is just like on our doorstep. It just means so much, especially obviously like for, you know, the LGBT community. It was such a big moment in history. And then I think it was portrayed on screen so almost beautifully. And then like when we went in person, I just remember like getting like goosebumps. To be fair, I actually did faint. Maybe, you did it! Maybe, maybe that's Was it, it, it to do with heat stroke? Possibly. Or, was it like because I was, was just so overwhelmed? Like, Analyst came to me, you know, was she almost like a non binary figure if she was in today's like, Or was it a sense or of. Or would she have supported them? Yeah. I mean, or is it she just kind of felt like she doesn't have to be like gender performativity yeah. now, she's alone, and yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. She kind of explores that in like the journal. But I love the costumes, how they've made her kind of. I mean, like a bit masculine. And, like in the scene in season one where she has to wear like the dress, but she goes all black. It's amazing, like how big of an impact this show has yeah. had. You know, she's not a nice person, as such. You know, she's mm. not the greatest, but you can take a lot of inspiration from her courage and her her ability to emotionally live as her authentic self and she doesn't kind of apologise for that in any way she had before. I think that's something Emma that a lot of people, especially young queer people, can take a lot of inspiration from. Having a queer figure of a woman to have done so much and be like such a big part of history and also local history in terms yeah. of like Yorkshire, It's just crazy. It was like, how on earth have I never known about this woman before? Like, why is not everyone talking about this woman? Great thing about Gentleman Jack, it's got people, it's got the story out there. It's got people talking about it that otherwise wouldn't. I'd think Gentleman Jack without Gentleman Jack, I wouldn't have really known about Anne Lister or known her story as much. I feel like Anne Lister is just constantly, in many different ways, surprising me. Like, you always find out something more about her. Queer people have been around forever. It's mm-hmm. not just a new development. Mm-hmm. It's They've always been there. Yeah. And it's just kind of nice to feel like yourself, I guess, represented.
2: Yeah.
14: This is Donna Rainey from Atlanta, Georgia. What does Gentleman Jack mean to me? Empowerment. I have never been one to allow anyone to tell me that I can't do something. And this true-to-life period drama series has reinforced my principles. She was shattering the glass ceiling when we didn't even realize there was one. Who is my favorite character in Gentleman Jack? Well, 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 Ann Lister, of course. When Ann Lister stood up to the Reverend Thomas Ainsworth regarding his unsolicited advancement on Ann Walker, I found it poetic justice that she tapped him on his chest with the head of her governor's cane and flipped his ascot, which to me was an innuendo that his ass was caught. I want to see Ann Walker acquire strength and courage to put all of the people who have been holding her down in their place. I dressed in Ann Lister character for Atlanta's 2019 Pride Parade, which our company sponsored by pulling the float for the city of Doraville, Georgia, where our business is located. I also dressed in Ann Lister costume for our business Halloween gala in 2019. I have made so many friends and contacts. I am amazed by how many people recognize the character I was portraying and the show. I have also made so many friends through social media and can't wait to meet them in person in Halifax during ALBW. (laughs) Pod diva.
3: thank you for listening to pod diva in association with diva magazine the world's leading brand for lgbtqia women and non-binary people every fortnight we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people celebrating and amplifying the voices of the lgbtqia community browse our extensive back catalog of episodes to find your favorites from jennifer beals to abby jacobson it's like one gorgeous glossy magazine in your ear please share rate or review us it really does help you can find us on acast or wherever you get your podcasts and you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com pod diva
7: Queers for your ears pod diva